my interest in relationships in schools, I, you know, I think back on my experience as a school principal. I had uh, teachers working in um, multi-grade level teams, and I noticed that among some of the teams, there was really a strong culture of diving into their teaching practices and really trying to understand students and taking the time to help each other or bounce ideas off of one another. And in other grade level teams, that just wasn't the case so much. And so I was thinking from an organizational perspective about, you know, how can I put processes into place to help make this collaborations work better? And, you know, over time, I started to realize that it's it's really about relationships, you know, the relationships that the teachers develop among themselves, among one another, the relationships that they had with me as school principal, the trust that was developed among everyone really had an impact on how teachers engaged with developing their teaching practices and using one another as partners in really just enhancing what they were doing in the classroom. Welcome to COE Connections, the SDSU College of Education Research and Scholarship Podcast Series. I'm your host, Rachel Hainschlegel. I'm the Associate Dean for Research for the College of Education and an Associate Professor of Child and Family Development at San Diego State University, a Hispanic-serving institution on the land of the Kumeyaay. This is our sixth episode of the series, which we are recording from beautiful Chicago at the American Education Research Association Conference. It has been so exciting to have SDSU represented here at AERA by a bunch of faculty members and graduate students who are presenting papers, serving as discussants, participating in roundtables, and attending networking events. Today, I'm joined by one of them, Dr. Jen Carnop. Jen is an assistant professor in the Department of Educational Leadership, whose research explores the intersection of social relationships and organizational structures for school improvement and change with specific attention to leadership practices that support more equitable and inclusive schooling. She has published two books on systemic change in PK-12 schooling, as well as multiple peer review articles in national and international journals. And can I just say that Jen just finished her doctorate a couple of years ago. So the fact that she has already published two books is pretty amazing. She earned her PhD in history, philosophy, and policy of education with a specialization in educational leadership from Indiana University, Bloomington. Jen was the 2021 recipient of the Outstanding Graduate Student Research Award from the AERA Organizational Change Special Interest Group. She was also a 2020 Clark Scholar, a joint program of AERA and the University Council of Education Administration. Welcome, Jen, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. This is where I usually ask where you are today, but given we're both in hotels in Chicago, I thought I'd instead ask, what excites you most about AERA? For having me here, Rachel, I'm really excited to be a part of this podcast series. Um, What excites me most about being here at AERA, I think it's the opportunity to reconnect with colleagues that, um, you know, I don't get to see very often. I'm very involved in the organizational theory, special interest group. And um, so that getting 
uh, to see all those folks is something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, that is such a wonderful, wonderful aspect, really impactful aspect of, of attending conferences is that the connection to people and relationships, which is what we're going to talk about. <laughs> I have a few questions for you today. My first question is, why do you study what you do? Uh, I love that question. I've been thinking about that question quite a bit, actually. And, you know, I've been working with and in schools for a really long time, since the mid-90s or so. In all that time, as you can imagine, as you always hear from teachers, I've seen a lot of change initiatives roll out in schools, um, get handled in different ways, be received in different ways by the teachers and uh, and principals, and have various impacts, not always positive and not always successful with students. And so, you know, from that teacher perspective that I've had, or from the special educator perspective that I've had, or I even did have the opportunity to be a school principal at a brand new charter school, I've really just wondered about how can changes be spread more effectively and be more impactful? How can leaders help the rising tide to lift all boats um, in a school so that uh, students in no matter what their background, no matter what their experience can have positive learning experiences, um, particularly in under-resourced settings, which is where most of my schooling um, and teaching experiences have been. And so I'm very interested in figuring out ideas about how new ways of schooling can become materialized in schools. I think, you know, we have a lot of research out there about what works well, but what works well isn't always getting integrated effectively into daily practice in schools. Um, and in my experience, I think relationships have a lot to do with it. You know, um, organizational structures are super important, but then the people that um, are the lifeblood of schools are equally important. And I think um, until recently, understanding that connection between the organizations and the people that, that embody them um, has not been really well explored or well understood. And so that's really um, what inspires my research interest. Yeah. And such it's, you know, relationships is, is not, um, as, you, as you said, hasn't been a focus of research until recently and is not often even talked about sort of in popular media and popular culture when when the news reports on things related to education it's typically a some sort of policy or um, if it's relationship based it's scandal based so I think this focus on the actual people who are in these leadership positions and these boots on the ground classroom positions is so important. My second question is actually a request. Um, for you to describe an example of the impact that your work has had. As far as uh, an example of how my research has impacted the community, a particular experience comes to mind. It was when I was sharing the results of my dissertation study with the middle school principal. And I guess to back up a little bit, um, I was able to collect my dissertation research, thankfully, before COVID hit and um, did my analysis during the early part of COVID. And so it was the summer after that first spring of COVID that I was able to share my findings with uh, the principals at the school district that uh, that I, where I did my study. 
And unfortunately, only one of the principals was able to attend. Um, as you can imagine, the principals were super busy uh, trying to debrief on what had happened in the spring prior and prepare for the upcoming fall school year. But the middle school principal in particular was super interested in understanding what I had learned from um, how information was moving in her school district about a new uh, change initiative or a STEM initiative that she was doing. So one of the findings that I had was that these mundane organizational structures, things like where classroom teachers were placed in the school building, as far as like whose classroom were they next to or whose classroom did they pass by as they're walking down the hallway, had a pretty big impact on how teachers learned about new instructional practices related to STEM. Um, also, how teachers' lunch schedules aligned or uh, shared bus duty or recess duty gave teachers opportunities to talk about instructional practices. And so learning that was really eye-opening for this middle school principal who uh, was involved in uh, the research data collection. And so that was really exciting to me to have her sound so excited about these findings and just talk about how this was going to really change her approach to how she launched the next school year. And so that, that felt really good. So as a classroom teacher, I really wanted to impact the lives of students. And then when I became a school principal, I was really excited at the impact that I could have across an entire school. But of course, I also wanted more. I really wanted to make an impact among more schools and have a positive effect, a larger positive effect on schooling generally. And that's why I made the choice to become a researcher and pursue my PhD. And so this experience with the middle school principal and seeing her excitement um, about being able to enact these new ideas and new understandings really reinforced that uh, sense that I had made the right decision in um, leaving the uh, principalship to uh, become a professor. So I'm very excited uh, about the potential of having a bigger impact in education. Yeah. And what an amazing opportunity you had with that middle school teacher to be able to sit down and directly share your findings in a way where they could be digested and acted upon quickly. I mean, you kind of bridged the whole research practice gap in one hour. Well, maybe not, you know, there's, there's probably more supports that that <laughs> principal could, could receive to help her um, enact the, the changes that you were learning might be effective. And at the same time, what a what a wonderful um, experience you were able to have um, so early in your career with impacting um, a school. And I, you know, I just want to say one, one other thing before I move on about this idea about mundane structures as something that um, is so not, not something that, that is often thought about. I think calling attention to those small interactions that happen between people within the structure of a school day is so, you know, innovative to be focusing on and to find that, that these interactions are associated with organizational level change is just really exciting. 
Yeah, I completely agree um, that when I was a school principal, it was in a very uh, small, under-resourced rural charter school, and we didn't have time for PLCs. You know, as a principal, I was also the custodian and the transportation coordinator and the nurse, um, and teachers also all held, had double duty, multiple roles. Um, the fact that they could even sneak in a lunch was miraculous sometimes. So the idea that you don't have to have these, the resources to set aside um, PLC time or, you know, deep collaboration time, of course, it's always better if you can. But I think that this gives a lot of hope to principals or school leaders in under-resourced schools that, that there are ways um, that aren't quite so resource intensive to be able to support change. And hope is such a gift. Yes. Um, now I want to ask you, what do you struggle with the most in studying what you study? Oh, I think what I struggle with the most is that sense of overburdening the people who I'm studying. I, I'm interested in under-resourced school contexts. And so, as I mentioned, you know, the, the principals are super busy and the idea of taking time to uh, participate in a study, I just, you know, I feel a little bit guilty about taking their time, even though I know it's very important. Also, I do a lot of social network analysis, which is, you know, comes out of my interest in relationships and understanding the ties between people. And completing social network surveys can be a little bit onerous, especially when I'm interested in understanding relationships across an entire organization. So people have to kind of go through the survey and check everybody that they know on the list of everybody who works in the school. And so I do worry a little bit about overtaxing my research participants. Um, and that's something that I, I struggle with trying to get the information that I want without being too much of a burden on them. And then also the everything that I'm, I'm interested in really requires a little bit of trust for people to be honest and forthcoming about their feelings or relationships among people in their school or their relationships to their school in general. And so, you know, accessing those authentic perceptions and experiences is uh, a little bit of a struggle as well. I hope that I'm personable enough that I can build those trusting relationships, but uh, it's always a challenge. Yeah. I mean, both of those are such real challenges in terms that, that I think are the case to an extent for many education and wellness researchers and are exacerbated for you, given the, the personal nature of what you are asking about relationships with other people, both in terms of how much time it takes to report on those relationships. And then also just the fact that they're sharing their perspectives on other people or their their perceived relationships with other people to someone they don't know. So yeah, that that um the, those make a lot of sense and I can see how they would be really um, big challenges for you to try and manage in your research program. My last question comes out of my own background as a clinical psychologist. I ask um I like to ask this when I worked with families and I I like to ask my colleagues about this too. So if I could wave a magic wand and make schooling better from your perspective or you know based on the work that you're trying to do, what would that look like? I would love it if school were a place where children were not seen as empty vessels. And I think that this is something that's been changing over time. But I think traditionally, there's been this philosophy in education that every child comes to us kind of empty and ready to be filled by our knowledge. And I think we're learning more and more about the knowledge that children bring to us in school and 
you know, I started in early childhood education and just watching the little ones and how they explore the world and how they are all these little scientists, you know, they have these amazing ways and drive to learn. And I think oftentimes that drive to learn gets a little bit squelched in the traditional schooling experiences. So I would, I would love schools to be a place where children are seen as the amazing creatures that they are with all of the amazing insights and talents and, um, and love of learning that they bring. And that all of that could be supported and fostered and built so that students and teachers are true partners in making schools an amazing place for learning for everybody. Oh, that's a, an amazing vision. And certainly your, your work and sort of how do you change an organization's behavior or perspective even on, on, you know, children is a key part of meeting that vision. So thank you so much, Jen, for taking the time out of a, you know, we don't have a long time here at this conference. And I know you have a lot of people that you want to go out and meet. Um, I know you have a, a session coming up really soon. So I appreciate so much that you took the time to talk with me while we're away during this very special, precious time we have to connect with colleagues outside of SDSU. And um, it was wonderful talking with you. Thank you for having me. This was a great experience. <laughs>